0: Hello, this is Ben from Noggin. Welcome to our podcast. Those of you who know us as coaches and facilitators probably won't be surprised to hear. We spend a lot of time in conversation about what we can do to help put people in better places so they can get more from their lives, both personal and professional. So this is a conversation between friends and colleagues loosely based in applied psychology, talking about whatever we think might be relevant and helpful. We hope you enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Michael from Noggin. I'm here with Ben for a quick check-in around what we've been thinking about, reflecting on, seeing come up in our awareness this week. Um, So welcome, Ben. Hello. What is it you've you've been clocking this week? So I'm sitting here at my
0: screen, looking out on a sort of sunny-ish sort of day, thinking about will the weather hold for the weekend and I'm looking around my screen and in a very um, non-technical way I've got a load of post-it notes around the screen and one of them has um, three words on it and it says holding or solving with a question mark over both and that's something that I did a bit of time reading some of the backlog of the Harvard Business Review that I'm given this of lockdown and and I came across this article about crisis leadership and this concept of holding and I um, had never come across it before and then it's something I I was aware of that I I thought hang on a minute that's something that Michael talks a lot about holding space and um, yeah I'm just really curious that it's put a name to something that you know when you see something oh that maybe that's a thing and so that's really piqued my interest this week. Mm -hmm.
1: So interesting because, you know, um, with my sort of differing career background and having studied psychotherapy, it's obviously something that pops up in that context. So I'd be really curious to um, have a chat about it and what what it means in the context of leadership. And maybe I can say a bit about what my understanding is as to where it comes from yeah. in the field of therapeutic conversations.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the the summary from the Harvard Business Review was, if I think back to what stood out for me, was about at this time. Yeah, you know, it talks about people having a vision, and um, how important it is for people to be really super clear about where they're heading and all that sort of stuff. And and it's it's um, not pe- people aren't really that as interested in the vision when a crisis hits because it might be outside of the. It's a derailer for the vision that people have set, and whilst they're important, they're not sort of not you know you need other facets of leadership to make that happen. And it tells stories of how some leaders are attempting to sort of just be the be the I can we can do this for you and we'll get through this and we'll solve it. As opposed to what some people really need is just the opportunity to explain how they're feeling about something. So they talk about you know containing and interpreting what's going on. As a leader, rather than, um, rather than attempting to be, you know, pin your shirt back and be Superman and, and, and be that and solve it, and it really, it really just got me thinking.
1: Such a uh, clear parallel between what you just said there and then the crisis point that can often bring a client into a um, you know therapeutic space, and you know. The parallel runs something like you know imagine if the therapist thought that it was their job to fix every person that comes into their office, you know that that yeah. would result in a in a very different style and demand on the therapist than say realizing that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be as present as possible to whatever this individual is feeling or fearing or experiencing. So that I can be there by their side like a witness, but not fix and not solve and and not and not suggest that I can even do that. Mm. And it's a, such a massive um, difference in style, in tone, in atmosphere, in ethos, and and everything. Mm. And you know, you've got to be honest. Like you know, when can a leader? You know, solve a crisis by themselves and when can a therapist fix a client you know ne- neither of those two things are possible really so let's let's think of how what you what you can offer what you can do
0: yeah well, i think i think what it what it provoked in me was even outside of this sort of covidville that we're living in at the moment and however and how horrible it is just if i think about some of the workshops that we run together that there's a lot of people leaders or people managers, and I, you know when you see them have that sort of moment where you know a, a kid sees snow for the first time, and you see, hang on a minute, we've just hit something. You know, we've they, we've just hit on something there that's really made them think differently or they haven't encountered before. And I, and I think it's sometimes what you hear when people play back the fact that I've never really thought about the fact that I'm 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 just the facilitator of somebody's career rather than I'm here to, to solve everything for people. I'm And, uh, you know, when I say to people that, um, you know, do you make people work hard enough? And I don't mean that in terms of what they do, but also do you hold the space for them in a way that it, it makes them consider from their own point of view how they're feeling about a situation, their contribution to it, rather than um, always making it, you know, well, actually, have we ticked that box? Have we moved on to that? Have we got that? Sorted? Have we solved it? As opposed to the, I suppose the leader or the people manager making, I think it probably sounds a bit harsh making people work hard enough, but it's holding the space to um, have people work things out for themselves rather than necessarily do it for them.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, a, a leader, if if they're to be um, more holding, then in 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 theory, what that means is that they're they're doing a lot less um, but they're being a lot more and there's a there's a shift there isn't there between doing and being when you're holding and uh, I, might that, I might write that down mate <laughs> i might write that down
0: it's a quote from michael for the week
1: you no know, as, as a psychotherapist also like when you're when you're holding space for someone else to move through something or sit with something difficult or process something, you're not doing as much activity um, that you might see, mm-hmm. but you're being a whole lot more, um, you're being a whole lot more available, you're being a lot more present, you're um, you're truly there rather than thinking about something else.
0: That's really interesting because I've, um, I've had a couple of coaching clients recently where I've <laughs> helped them question differently so I've shown them some, you know, ways of of really listening, really being really present when they listen, and you know, chunking up and down, and using really precise questions, and the things that you know, you know, we teach people. And um, one of the guys' pieces of feedback, he said, "I'm just more." He said, "I'm just quieter." Mm. And he said, "I'm just because I." What what really hit him between the eyes was he, he's played back to me about three times as he said that thing he said about a tendency we have to lead the witness. Mm and he said that really struck me and i said so what's been different for you since he said yeah i'm just quieter he said i'm i'm paying attention mm-hmm. more and he said he said the weird thing is i'm getting more out of people because i'm i've i've kind of turned toned it down a little bit um so so yeah so i think i think that if that's an example of being different i think that's yeah i get i get what you mean there because he's not doing as much if so, yeah. You know,
1: when we we talk and you've um you, you have a programme at Nogging um called Presence In and we've talked a lot about presence and I know that's a a a word that you sign up to right, as opposed to other types of sort of leadership behaviours which you slightly have a jarring reaction to, but mm. presence is more or less equal to holding, you know, in order to hold okay. Yeah. You're having to be yeah. very present. It's we, we might be talking about the same thing here when we talk about presence.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. No, I think you're right. I haven't I hadn't thought of it in that way, but it is, it's being present to what's really going on in that situation for the individual and for you as the person, you know, guiding the conversation, I suppose. And I think the, um, yeah, because the, the guy I was talking to this week, he said, "I really want to have a vision for my team." And I said, "Well, that's and that's so new to them." I said, "It really has to go in parallel with," or I suggested it probably has to go in parallel with that 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 transition to being having a slightly different purpose as a team. Really, you can't do that without appreciating that people will have a reaction to that. Mm. So just defining the purpose isn't necessarily going to make it um, make it happen.
1: And thinking back to what you said a moment ago, when we when we first started speaking about this crisis point, there's a um, there's a psychoanalyst called Patrick Casement who I'm a big fan of. Uh, he talks about um, analytic holding under pressure. So that's when things get really stressful in in the therapeutic space and the client is really inviting you to step in as the therapist and you and and, and patrick caseman says that's that's the point in which the risk is greatest because you're wanting to jump in and fix and solve and 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 really help and um, but actually in, in 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 doing that you will constrict the process he talks about constriction and analytic holding under pressure at its best is when you're able to really stand your ground to really honor um, the process and the space that you've created under the strain of 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 great demands that comes with a crisis and i guess the same is uh, it's the same for for mm. leadership too you know the invitation is to
0: and I, I, I wonder when um what 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 prevents because i think that that, that's amazing and I think it's the thing that I've, I'm curious about is what prevents us and I put myself in that because i fall into the trap of solving stuff for people sometimes and that you know myself there being a bad coach um, that making suggestions and I'm thinking well what is it about my intrinsic motivations that that um, makes me makes me but that 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 leads me to want to solve things for people and i i I came across this in a in a a coaching book i'm going through all the books on my shelf at the moment and i'm thinking why buy buy new ones and not finish the ones i haven't read already and there's a sort of coaching case book and there's a lady who talks in supervision as a coach uh why dealing with somebody who had imposter syndrome why they when this lady presented in their first session about, you know, being self, you know, very doubtful about their own, their own competence and and being very putting themselves down to the extent it was, you know, they were almost checking senior, they were asking senior people in their, in their law practice to check their work because they were worried they were making mistakes, which had a, you know, it was like a downward spiral. And this lady said her, her reflection to her supervisor was that I yeah, I, I didn't get anywhere. I, 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 you know, brought out all the greatest hits of, you know, try this technique, do a list of the five things that you think are most valuable about yourself, ask other people, you know, what do you think other people would say about you? And none of this was working. And her supervisor said, well, do you think it was really realistic? What was the rush Hmm. in that session? And it, it came down to wanting to solve things. And then he asked, The supervisor asked this lady the question, so what is this about your drivers and your motivations that might mean mean that you you were so focused on doing that? And she said, yeah, my biggest driver is success, is being successful. Mm -hmm. And she was taking that into how she was showing up in that coaching session. And it really, yeah, it really hit home for me because if I think about the times where I'm offering solutions, yeah, I'm probably... Yeah, on reflection. I can be maybe maybe I'm I'm at the end of a day where I'm doing, you know, more coaching sessions and I probably is healthy. And I'm thinking, Am I getting through here? Well, actually, it, it sometimes takes a bit more energy to hold rather than to solve, I guess. And I think one of my big drivers is is this working? Am I am I adding value? And sometimes yeah, I suppose it's back to that. I need to do what that coaching client of mine told me. I'm just quieter.
1: <laughs> well they there's another great psychoanalyst called Wilfred beon and uh, he talks about going into every session with a client without memory or desire and it's something I remember my tutor telling me when I was training. It's like can you go into each session without memory or desire and what what's what, what their meaning or what I take from what he's suggesting is you know can you really not attempt to step in and solve and fix and think about all the things that you've theorised in your head about what might help and it's like can you just really be and sit there At memory <laughs> or design it's like that's like super super difficult and that was invitation
0: that's amazing can you hear if you can hear me writing and, and sticking something to my 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 monitor yeah memory or design question mate yeah. I, I i hold all the holding a solving so last week mate i'm now putting memory of <laughs> on,
1: my, on my monitor
0: um, that's yeah. amazing yeah because it, it is and it's it's um yeah But I, 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 yeah that's i think really powerful to think about yeah holding as a concept um, but bringing it into something that's really practical
1: and then yeah 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 that, that is that's true isn't it it translates what can seem quite um, metaphorical or theoretical, you know, holding is metaphorical and theoretical and it makes it a bit more practical. It's like, um, you know, can you can you begin without the desire to fix?
0: And I think the thing that I'm pleased about is that in the, having things like chunking up and down as a questioning technique, it's not just, oh, that's interesting and it's a, and it's a process, but actually what it does You can only do that effectively if you're being fully present because you're listening so cleanly to what someone's saying to you. And I I call it, um, sometimes call it listening with a highlighter pen. So you're listening to what's the bit that bothers somebody or what's the bit where the intonation goes into showing some sort of, um, it's highlighting some sort of... um, emotion behind something they're talking about and an ability to to go after that through the the precision and the questions that you use. And that's where it becomes really powerful because I think holding as a theoretical concept is great, but actually, okay, so how do I do this in practice? Mm. And it's almost, I think, you know, give give people the practical ability first and then they, you know, because what, this coaching client who's being quieter is he's probably holding space differently, but he doesn't, he wouldn't call it that.
1: Yeah. And in, and in sharing the, you know, questions like the chunking questions, you know, you're in a sense, you're putting something in someone's hands that they can use instead of the fixing, the solving and the stepping in. It's like they, they go to that first, um, and use that rather than uh, which which allows them to resist the temptation of doing the other thing, which is what yeah. what 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 uh, which is yeah. what saying is not um, wanting.
0: Yeah, and I suppose in a very you know practical everyday sense, you know, with friends, family, whoever. But um even when people are having conversations with people at work about performance, it's you know there's a you know you're not you're not solving their performance for them, you're you're helping them understand, you know, how they're contribute you know, how they're contributing to it. So yeah, you know, much as we have models for, you know, feedback or um how to deliver messages, the, the ability to sit and question and be there and be really curious, um yeah, trumps all of that.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but just talking about it, um, it leaves me just with a sense of quiet, oddly, um, as we're talking about being more quiet. But there is that sense in in myself now physiologically of feeling more settled. Like um, if, if mm. the, this thing we're talking about really fits for me. It's like it makes me feel better that like it's okay to be like that when you're with someone when you're you know if you're in a if you know if you're a leader in are not going to, to be that that way it is really yeah,
0: yeah. And, I, and I you know I know we've talked about it a lot in the past and the fact that you and I are quite different and the fact that you're more likely to you're more likely to turn into turn to the quieter side of things and it's something I have to work on mm. reining in and, and I think that's, you know, that's, you know, finding that bit to, you know, turn, you know, as we talk about turning dial up, turning dial down, there's, there's, um, there's, there's real attention to be paid for that for me.
1: I think there's a lesson uh, here for everyone, Ben, and I'd like to uh, draw our conversation to a close. It's been great talking about that this week. We'll be back again for some more great. thoughts on whatever it is Ben's got on a written on a post-it note on his uh, laptop.